Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS and recently Mac app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So today we wanted to dive into a little bit about talking about the best term for it is probably cycle, the psychological tricks um, that are often employed in apps to boosting retention, um, engagement, um, addictiveness, um, or things where you're trying to boost in-app purchases. Um, a lot of these things you'll often see in um, in-app like in these kind of in-app purchase focused applications, these, you know, sort of pay to play games or things. I've noticed a lot of them um, in like, I was recently trying out Pokemon Go and I kept seeing these kind of these trends and these tricks and these things that are going on into it. And our point in this is definitely not to, there's definitely a topic to talk through about like the moralizing part of that, of like sometimes these things can get kind of abusive or really awkward in the way that they're being used. Um, But I think moreover, what was an interesting topic as app developers was to think through how these different as these different tricks that you can do can be used positively in your applications. You know, there's some positive things that you can do when you're aware of these. Um, and also, it's kind of a strange experience that I've had myself that when I started kind of researching and looking into these types of uh, topics, is that once you're aware of them, you start noticing them in a lot of different places. And it's kind of like if you ever see someone do a magic trick and then they show you how it's done and then they do the trick again. The second time you see it, it has a very different experience, and it can still be interesting and compelling. Um, but it's a, it's, it's overall, it's a, it's nice to have that awareness of what's going on. And you know, so we're going to kind of talk through some of these things. And I think the first one um, I wanted to dive in and talk about is the concept of loss aversion. And so this is something that you, it's like a psychological phenomenon where people are much more affected by the prospect of losing something they have. Um, then the prospect of gaining something new or, you know, you could phrase it in a lot of different ways, but essentially it's like if you have something or you feel like you have something, you will work way harder to keep that thing um, than you would in regaining it or in gaining it in the first place. And so you'll see this so often in games. Like the first time I remember ever seeing this sort of concept really driven home for me was in a game, the first time in like an in-app purchase game where you're, you're going down, you know, you're doing your run and you get to the end and you die and a little thing pops up and it says, would you like to continue for three crystals or whatever it is, like the, whatever the made up Smurf Berry thing that they're, they're using in the game. Um, and all the, what they're directly doing there is they're tying into loss aversion because you've gotten to this point in the game, you know, you, oh, wow, this is my new high score. This is this thing that I've worked towards. I want to keep it. I want to keep it going. Um, and you'll be so much more apt to do it at that moment than you would to just start again and try and get there, get there in the same place. Um, and as that can be a little bit tricky and a little bit um, perhaps not, not ideal, but you can also on the positive side, think of something like, um, like streaks in a fitness app. So in my app activity plus plus, I have this thing where it tracks how long you've had, you know, hit, hit your standing goal or your move goal or your exercise goal. And, you don't want to break a streak because you feel like you have it and you don't want to lose it. And the reason that that is so like the concept of keeping a streak going is so effective is this concept of loss aversion. It's this weird feeling of people just don't like giving up things they have. And often in some ways, irrationally, if you compare the effort that which someone will go to keep something they have versus just, um, you know, gaining it again or gaining it in the first place. And so it's kind of a weird, um, aspect. Is this something that you've ever run into? Like, can you think of apps where you feel yourself being manipulated by loss aversion? 
Oh, yeah. Mario 3. Because in Mario 3, the best possible power-up in the game is the hammer suit. Also called the sledgehammer suit, the hammer brother suit, whatever it is. And you get, like, one of these in the whole game. You're lucky if you get one. And just like any other power-up, if you get hit, you lose it. That's it. And the sledgehammer suit is so much better than anything else in the game. Because, like, those sledgehammers can kill everything. Ghosts, even, like, the big thwomps, like, in the, in the, in the cat. Like, they kill everything. It's amazing. And you get one, maybe, in the whole game. And so you gotta, like, really save it up. And, like, I'm so afraid of using it and then just getting hit and losing it that I often will go through a whole game and forget I even have it and never even use it. Sure. <laughs> I know that's totally the wrong answer. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's fine. It's, but it's, it's, this is the weird thing. Like, people act irrationally um, about, like, the fear you have of losing something you have. Um, and it's a powerful tool, I think, as as developers for us to like we can think of in our apps like are there things that we can do where we make people feel like they have something that they don't want to lose um because it really can can be strongly impactful like it's this really weird conditioning thing that people really don't want to give up what they have and whether that's um yeah it's like i think of things there's so many things in games where that, that same kind of thing happens where you're you're trying to make someone scared of losing something they have i mean i think or even like in pokemon go was the where, where i noticed this recently was they had this this the thing where like you discover a pokemon yay that's great but if you don't like feed it raspberries and use the fancy balls it may run away and having something appear and then disappear is way more painful than never finding it um which is a kind of a weird thing but it's that that kind of behavior you can totally see the way like a way that game like that is structured is entirely to manipulate you into making sure that you always feel like you have to use all your things because you never want to lose the thing that you just got. Um, and that's kind of weird. I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's a strange thing how people's mindset just can be, they can act against what is sort of their rational best interest, I suppose. You know, you see, as you said, like, you know, once you notice this, you kind of see it everywhere. Like this is in so many games. And, you know, app developers, you know, th- this is relevant to non-game developers to some degree as well. I mean, obviously, a lot of these kind of tricks or, or psychological plays, uh, obviously, they, they tend to have, I think, the most direct uses in games, uh, especially in app purchase-driven games, as you said. But there are certainly places in apps that you can use a lot of this stuff, too. Like, you know, loss aversion is, is kind of the idea between, like, a time-limited trial where you you can you can try out this app and have these great features but then after you know 30 days or whatever those features stop working and you have to pay and buy the app if you want to keep using those so it's like you had them you know how good they are and then oh now they're gone you got you better pay you know like that's it, it can work the same way there for us oh sure i mean even in some ways it makes me think a little bit about the it's part of what makes uh subscription pricing uh compelling um, where you build up this sense, which is sort of like the 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 lock in kind of concept. But you know, if you build up a you know, like I have an RSS syncing system that I run, and if you build up all you know, they have all my RSS feeds tied into it, and like part of why you may keep paying for it isn't necessarily because you use it, but you don't want to lose the ability to use it, or you don't want to like you've built up a collection of notes in Evernote or something, and you don't want to you keep paying almost like you're you're almost like you're paying 
like a ransom to this thing because you don't want to just like, oh, well, if I stop paying, all the stuff that I've built up over time will just go away. And you may value that above what it actually is reasonable to value it at because you, you don't want to lose it. And like, it's an interesting, that, that like it, it, it sort of digs into these really deep parts of, pe- of you where you start to like act irrationally. Totally. And so the next one I wanted to talk about, and this is a kind of a, a fascinating one, the, when you actually sort of get into, re, like, this is a weird one almost as a parent. I, I've noticed myself uh, since I was, like did the research into kind of how reinf- uh, variable reinforcement was the, is the topic, which is um, the concept of how if you're trying to condition a behavior um, into something or someone, um, you know, so you have this sort of experience and reward cycle where, you know, if you're maybe this, maybe this, the rather than getting into parenting, so you think of like uh, taking care of a dog or something, right? Like the, the dog does the, you know, you tell it to sit, it sits, you give it a treat. You tell it to sit, it sits, you give it a treat. Like that's a very simple reinforcement cycle. Like the, the direct positive, they do the action, they get the re- they get the reward. But the funny thing is, and there's a lot of sort of research that backs this up, is that the strongest and most um, powerful form of conditioning is where you have um, what they call variable reinforcement, where it is still predictable insofar as the average number of reinforcing events is sort of still somewhat constant, but the timing in which they happen is not the same you know so in the example of trying to train a dog say if every if roughly every third time the dog sits you were to give it a give give it a treat um but if you did it on exactly every third then it's much as a much weaker reinforcer than just on average giving it every third um and this is the concept of science behind slot machines and many many things where um, you, if you add just a little bit of randomness in it so that the person can get the feeling that on average they're being fairly rewarded, because if obviously if it doesn't feel fair, then it's kind of self-defeating, but it's, it's, it's consistent enough that it feels fair, but in any particular opportunity, they don't know if they're going to be rewarded or not. Um, it is really powerful for creating that kind of classically addictive kind of behavior where you want to keep trying the the reinforced activity and you keep trying and trying and trying in in the hopes that you'll get it but you never know when you're going to get it and so it creates this you know it's the cycle and you know you can imagine this on the more you know tricky side with a lot of a lot of things in apps where you kind of you get an item that will be upgradable or has some other value down the road or like in Pokemon Go there was the thing with eggs where like you get an egg and you never know what's in it sometimes it's going to be something boring and sometimes it's going to be awesome um and as long as it ha- as long as it's consistent enough that you feel like it's fair you'll keep trying it in a more strong way um but even in like in a weird way on the positive side i was thinking about um in a lot of my apps i have confetti um to celebrate when you hit your goals and in a weird way, I'm using variable reinforcement to get people to keep opening my app um, because they don't know if they've hit their goal when they open the app. Um, you know, every it's like if the whole point of the app is to show them how many steps they've taken. Um, and so as someone goes around their day, every time you open the app, you have this feeling of like, you know, it's like you're pulling the arm on the slot machine in some ways and saying like, have I done it yet? Have I done it yet? Have I done it yet? I did. Hooray. <laughs> um, but that's, it's, it's, it's variable. You never know when it's going to happen. You know, if it's like the third time you open the app and every day you got confetti, well, it's not really, a, it wouldn't be nearly as compelling. 
Um, and so you, it's this, but if, as long as you add that variability, that randomness into it, um, is where it starts to get really interesting. That's amazing. It's, if, and see, even that, I mean, like the way you're doing it is a little bit different than like a, like a slot machine kind of thing, right? Like the way you're doing it is based on reaching a goal. Whereas like the, the just kind of randomly fail and randomly give people what they want sometimes that that just feels a little bit dirty to me i don't know i mean that's it, kind of the problem all of these things kind of feel a little bit dirty uh if you think about them as like a way to manipulate people but you know the, it, with a lot of these things there are obviously like ways to do it in a way that makes that lets you sleep at night uh so you know with this this though i i have a hard time coming up with those ways that aren't actually driven by things that are within the user's control in reality like your app sure and that's the thing that's so interesting about this as a topic that i kind of find fascinating as a developer because it's like if you can like if you can be aware of these things and find ways to judiciously and responsibly use them in your app it can be really compelling um, like that's, I mean, in many ways, this is what makes things like Facebook or Twitter or Instagram effective. It's the same, this exact same concept where you keep going to the thing in the hope, like, it's like, you never know if you're going to open up Twitter and it's just some, it's kind of like more boring or not interesting to you. But every now and then you get this really interesting, exciting thing, or you feel like, wow, I'm the first person to know this thing. Cause it happened just a moment ago. Um, and that conditions you to want to go into there. And in a lot of apps, like that can be a useful thing that can be a, a helpful thing to, uh, actually think back to, I think it was my first WWDC back in 2009. I remember I signed up for one of the UI design labs and the person who was, you know, looking at my apps design, one of his comments was, do you have a place in your app that has a constantly changing, um, sort of set of items or set of anything, uh, because if you do, you can start to ex- you can create this this habit and this you know this pattern that people will start to do to go and check it. You know, and so in this case, it was an audiobook app, and it's like he was wondering if I should start to do something where, you know, each day I put a new you know a particular book and spotlight it or something, um, and it creates that same pattern. It's where you, even if sometimes you'll go there and. There's nothing, it's, it's like, oh, it's not for me, it's not for me. Ooh, that's interesting. I've never seen that. The first, as soon as you have that one experience of going there and being rewarded for it, it starts to build that habit and starts to build it in. And that can be a good thing. But yeah, like this one in particular is really worrying to me in a lot of ways. And as a side note, it always kind of bothers me when I see app descriptions in the app store where it has like super addictive as listed as a positive bullet point. <laughs> like you, you know what i'm talking about like you'll have the little thing and it's like it's, it's like an anti-ad like being like being on the top grossing list i think is also kind of an anti-ad for an app because it's like oh if i download that i'm probably gonna want to spend a lot of money <laughs> yeah but yeah it's, it always just drove me crazy or it's like you'll see these things and it's like warning super addictive and like they're not, it's not really a warning in the way that it's like a health and safety label like they're trying to pitch it as like he's like try this app you'll get super addicted to it it's like <laughs> translating your head as warning huge ripoff yeah, it's like I don't want like the last thing I the last thing my life needs is another is like something to be addicted to like that's that's never going to be a good thing in my life, um, and so that's definitely something that I, I I whenever I like this in particular like you start to look out for it where anytime there's kind of a random re- a random way in which you're reinforced it's like oh no take a step back it's like I'm being messed with some someone someone is manipulating me um, in a way that I may or may not actually like. 
Exactly. All right. We are sponsored this week by a new sponsor, Mac Stadium, the managed Mac hosting company. Now, Mac Stadium recently merged with Mac Mini Colo. So they have thousands of Macs in multiple data centers around the U.S. and Europe. They are by far the largest Mac hosting company. This is, you know, if you want to have a Mac running in a hosted environment. So you need to be running OS X on Mac hardware, whether it's a Mac Mini or Mac Pro. They also have Mac Pros. You know, you want to have that with pro connectivity to the internet. So what you get in data centers, what you get from web hosts. They can provide Macs, flash sand storage, and everything else needed for quick expansion and hosting of Mac stuff. So they have some pretty big customers like Uber, Travis CI, and Unity. Uh, they have hundreds of Mac Minis and Mac Pros for continuous integration and deployment. If you run a, a continuous integration server, this could be a great option for you. Mac Stadium can set up Mac environments faster and at a lower cost than trying to do it in-house. So you can trial a Mac server free for 24 hours. You get 10% off hosting as well for a year by using code RADAR10. So once again, go to macstadium.com slash radar and use code RADAR10 to get 10% off hosting for a year and you get a free 24-hour trial. Thank you so much to Mac Stadium for supporting Under the Radar and all of Relay FM. All right. The next one of these things that I thought would be fun to talk to dive into a little bit is um, not as much of a trick like the first two are, but is something that is a psychological phenomenon that is pervasive in people. Uh, and that is impatience. Oh, boy. Uh, so this is something that uh, I start to notice. And obviously, none of us like waiting, right? Like, we always feel like we want things faster, better, like faster and you know, with less waiting. And you see this in games a lot. Like, I mean, you might also see it in, in podcast audiences that only listen to 30 minute podcasts. That's, that's true. We may be a particularly impatient group. Uh, so maybe this will resonate with our audience. But in a lot of games, you'll have the thing where there's this concept of like a timeout or a wait or an energy meter that you have to fill up. And if you don't, you know, when you've spent all your energy, you have to wait 24 hours while you recharge you know, or you can pay money to recharge your energy meter or I don't you know, it, it gets very convoluted at a certain point, but it's always tying back to this concept of impatience that we don't want to wait, that we don't like to have a timeout or anything. Like if there's something that we can do to feel like we're saving time, um, I think like we will disproportionately value it. But the interesting thing I was thinking when I was kind of preparing this episode is I was thinking about smart speed. So, and when you made smart speed, like it is in, it's a it's a fascinating feature because it t- taps into my sense of impatience in such a way that if I don't listen to audio th- run through smart speed, like I feel like I'm wasting my time. <laughs> and that is a really powerful, like I remember I think in an episode of developing perspective years, a couple years ago about this, where it's like, it's an insidious feature, like in the best possible way that like smart speed t- t- has now like gotten into my brain such that if I listen to something that isn't smart speeded, it's like, why am I doing this? I'm wasting time. 10% that could be, you know, I could have 10% more, um, audio listened to in a particular amount of time because that's what smart speed does. And I wouldn't notice it because that's the whole cool thing with smart speed. You know, it just shortens those silences that I never hear anyway. It really ruins YouTube for me. I have a very hard time watching YouTube videos because I'm like, these are so slow. <laughs> sure. I mean, it, it's true. Like, I, I've, I've definitely had that same thought when I was going through WWDC videos. I was like, oh man, I wish I could smart speed these, right? And it's type tapping into that sense of impatience. Like we hate waiting. We hate feeling like things could, if it could be faster, we want it to be faster. I guess in some ways we could just tap, tap from like how this is relevant to app developers perspective. It's like, well, we could always just make everything faster. Like that's definitely a good thing that people hate waiting. So if we can make our apps faster, faster, better performant, um, et cetera, 
then that's cool. Um, and if there's any areas that we can take out weights, then people will definitely like it and will notice and appreciate that. Um, but I guess on the flip side is if we introduce artificial weights, um, we can potentially find ways to make people work to avoid them. Yeah, that's, ooh. Have, have you seen like any of the big games? Like, I, I think the worst ones are like the real racing games. Yes. Uh, where it's like, you, you try these games out like on your Apple TV or something and like, oh, it's this free racing game that looks pretty good. All right, cool. And it's like, oh, well, uh, congratulations. You just bought this upgrade for your car with these, with these coins you earned. It's going to be installed over the next 45 minutes. Uh, or you can pay more coins and have it installed faster. It's like, it, it's such, oh man, it drives me crazy. Like, fortunately, I've never gotten too into these games, but I've seen them enough. And every time I see it, it just makes me angry. Like, I just feel like there's, that's just a progress bar to nothing. And it's just a completely artificial delay inserted for no reason other than to try to get more people to pay more money for nothing. Like, they're getting nothing for it's i don't know i mean i I say this as somebody who who you know my app is funded by people paying for nothing but still like it just feels really manipulative and wrong to me when i see it when i see the way these games do it sure yeah and it's like you can take advantage of people's impatience in positive ways like i just said with smart speed right like i don't think you necessarily set out to do with that specifically in mind but like for me as a user that's why i that's why i use overcast to listen to podcasts and i now use it to listen to audiobooks too like i use it to listen to everything that i listen to that's audio related is i'll put it into running through overcast because in my mind the impatience in me thinks that if i'm not i'm wasting time and i you know it has tremendous retention as a result like i think it's a it's a really powerful feature in that way and if you can find these little hooks that make people feel like they're saving time that's huge but yeah like the flip side of it can be so so awkward where you it's like this artificial scarcity kind of concept where people are just like inventing things that take longer or need more whatevers to create or use when you know it's just a it's just a a number in a database somewhere it's not any it doesn't cost anything to create yeah like you have to create this or this sense of artificial scarcity this like oh no we only have so many installers in the virtual car car garage who are able to install <laughs> new spoilers like that's really what they're saying it's like there's only so many of these virtual guys who are able to run around it's like no there's not like you just you just you know flip flip a number around and then it's done it's that it doesn't cost you know it doesn't take time or effort um so yeah it's like impatience is a, is a tricky tricky one for for me to feel okay with when you start using it too much in an app and anything that isn't other than just like making it faster yeah like it's more you know like if you're if you are creating artificial delays just for the purpose of people paying you money that feels a little bit weird and i can't think of a lot of good ways to do that off the top of my head whereas if you are taking something that is slow for like i don't know quote natural reasons and you are adding value to the world or something by making that faster that's obviously a very different kind of game you're playing like that that is like adding to the world that is making things better for people whereas like inserting artificial delays so that like kids beg their parents to let them pay you more money i don't know that just feels wrong yeah and there's a lot of this that that can go that way but anyway we can move on to our next one before we get too too stuck in the weeds of moralizing about it because that just makes me sad um, so I think the last place we sort of wanted to touch on is the, and this gets a bit more social, I think, is sort of the, a combination of sort of the fear of missing out or what you'd call, if they, I think it's what the hipsters call FOMO, 
and um, <laughs> competition. Um, so this is these are very similar. So like it, at least fundamentally, and I th- I went to Wikipedia when I was preparing for this, and I thought they had a really interesting definition of the fear of missing out, um, and it's the a, a pervasive apprehension that others might be having rewarding experiences from which we are ab- are absent. It is such a true thing, and this is a lot of I think people say why things like Twitter are really and Facebook are so compelling and interesting for you because you feel like you're never missing out in someone else's experience. And in a weird way, you're almost part of it um, because you can see what they're doing. You know, you can see, go on Instagram and see a picture of every meal they've had. And so even if you weren't there and you didn't eat, eat, have that same meal, you still sort of got to experience a little bit of it. Um, and it kind of can create that feeling of it, it helps you deal with it, that that you know the apprehension that someone else could be having an experience that you're not having, um, and so a lot of apps have sharing built into them. You know, you have this concept of um, sharing what you're doing to create that kind of the, that that reinforcement, or that people can go and feel like they're experiencing other people's lives um, and not missing out um, as a result. You know, and so like a lot of apps will have a little share button or something like that. And you can, on the flip side or similarly related to it, you have like the competition side of things, um, which is where you can kind of share your experiences almost in a overtly challenging way that like, you're almost saying like, this is my experience is yours as good. Um, which is in some ways you're like directly tapping into someone's fear of missing out by saying like, I just went for a great run um, you know, I look, this, these are my steps or even like the Fitbit, I think has a, a lot of this and watch OS three has this in the activity sharing. Like you have this concept of saying like, here's something I did. Can you do any better? Um, which is a really powerful way to make people attached to something you're doing because it feels more personal and it almost has like taps into like elementary school peer pressure kind of stuff that if, Oh, if someone else is doing it, then maybe I should do it too. Well, and also like that, that kind of, it, it, it helps you and your app latch on to and likely profit from people's existing competitive relationships in their lives. So like if you have like, you know, two friends who are always trying to outdo each other or are having like a friendly competition with, with, you know, the activity they have in a day or whatever else to have them competing in a way that means using your app more is good news for you. Yeah. Cause it's, that's ultimately like so much of this ultimately is coming down to, trying to find ways that are beyond just like the fundamental functionality of your app, but finding other ways for making people to want to keep opening it. Uh, you know, it's like it's re- retention, I guess is the, like the KPI, the key, perf- I, don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know the, it's the, the actual little, parking lot. Yeah. It's the thing that you, that you're, that you're kind of looking for where, and this is, I, I mean, I ran into this a lot with um, like a lot of my apps are now supported from advertising. And if you have an advertising supported app, like you want to have people keep opening your app. And so anything you can do to give them a reason to do that is, you know, is pretty interesting. Like, and in sharing or these kind of these competitive kinds of things, it's, you can get into really funny places too. When you start to think about it of, you know, when someone shares their steps with someone else and say, you have a system in your app where you send them a push notification. Um, there's nothing I've, I've actually gotten into, but I've, I've been trying to think through those kinds of things. You can get into really funny questions of, should you show the information in the app? Um, you should just say that, you know, so in, you know, Marco sent you a 
a step challenge or something? Or should you be specific about it? Or, you know, someone just updated their, it's sort of like, you'll see this, I think on, I'm not actually on Facebook, but I've seen these on other people's like phones and screenshots where you have like so-and-so updated their status and you don't tell anybody why, like what, what actually they did. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the worst one is like this person, you know, commented on your photo, but they won't tell you what the comment is. Sure. It's like, and the reason is because it, it creates, it, it, it improves retention and going to something if you have to go to the app to, to find out. And so you can take advantage of the fact that people are competitive and we don't want to miss out on other people's experiences. And you can tap into that in an app that it's like by making it social, you can make it compelling. It's a little weird in some ways, but overall, like a lot of this, it, it, it people are doing this more on thing on their own. And maybe you can be aware of it and see it as an opportunity for helping your app to spread. Like I love when my apps are growing because of social sharing that people are saying, you know, I, you know, I, I, I got, I got your app. I loved it. I recommended it to three friends. Like, that's awesome. That's like the really positive version of this, but you know, maybe it's, as with all these things, like there's definitely this balance of you can use it in a good way or you can use it in a not so good way. And maybe at the very least, if you're aware of it, you'll be able to better take care of yourself as a result. Yeah. All right. We're out of time this week. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Um, Please use these tricks responsibly and use them to make people's lives better, not worse. Make the world a better place. Don't subtract from it. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Bye.